Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dante Elefante Podcast. It is episode 65 with J.W. Francis. Uh, this is a conversation we had a few weeks ago. If you follow J.W. Francis, you know that he is right in the middle of of hiking through the Appalachian Trail, the Appalachian Mountains, whatever it is. He went from Georgia to, and he's making his way to New York. And uh, follow him on Instagram right now. If, if you're listening to this, go find him on Instagram. He's He has some internet service and he's been posting. But uh, there is a moment in his podcast where we thought, oh, <clears throat> He might not have internet service, so um, yeah, I'm excited. I hope um, you guys like this episode. I, I had a great time talking to J.W. Francis and talked about his music. And, and shout out to my buddy Dustin. Dustin's a DJ. He works. Uh, we've worked together on a few different gigs, and and you know, just a big lover of music. He showed me uh, J.W. Francis, and and I really like. I really like his songs. They're so good. And uh, he has a new record. He talks about his new record. He talks about his last record. The guy's been pumping out a lot of content, feels like. And, th- and that's the people I love. Those are the people I, I, I gravitate to. The the people who just put stuff out. And the people who didn't care about what it, you know, oh, it's not the right time. Maybe I'm just going to hold on to this. It's just, I don't have energy. To it's like, find the energy. If you love this shit and you're about that life, be about it, man. I don't know. Man, I look chaotic today. If you can't tell uh because you're just listening uh then thank you thank you for listening definitely go check out the youtube (laughs) i don't know i I feel like we're getting close man i feel like i have a few more of these uh uh socially not even socially distant straight up zoom casts of zoom podcasts I've, i've done so many of them for the last year that i think i think it's time to bring it back to in person and doing these face to face again and and uh that will be the happiest day. <laughs> I'm working on it now. I haven't talked. I'm working on it now. I'm talking to people, trying to find the right space. Maybe um a space where I can do them in Santa Barbara and a space I can do them in L.A. And uh, maybe we'll do them at the old place. I don't know. I got to talk to Eric still. And um, hopefully we can get that going again, man, because that would that would be awesome because we made it happen you know the world is opening up the world the united states at least in california where i am like things are really going like i've been dj i've dj'd every weekend uh so far in may and and it's been awesome it's been crazy it's been you know a lot of lessons it's just understanding that this is this is this is the transition and people you know uh, i tweeted this last night because it, it was kind of bothering me but I really missed the part of the pandemic where we gave each other space and we and we respected people's boundaries and their personal space like I I really wished and hoped and dreamed that we would come back to the new normal with a sense of like let me give you space but as soon as things started opening up and you know the CDC said you don't have to wear your mask out in public if 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 the big if if you are vaccinated fully vaccinated two weeks after your second shot that's the big if uh doesn't mean you can just walk around like nothing ever happened but like that's kind of how the vibe has kind of been and i haven't seen anyone wear a mask it's like and people are just walking up to the dj booth and talking to me that's exactly what i didn't want to happen do not talk to me at the dj booth i am not taking requests i no longer take requests just sit back and enjoy the ride and let me take you there i know what you want i had a request for tiesto 
I don't do that. That is not my thing. That is not what I do. Please don't come up to me and ask for that kind of stuff. Or, you know, they want hip-hop, and they I don't have a lot of hip-hop, especially new hip-hop. I have some hip-hop. I have, you know, whatever. But I think I think people have this this weird thing that I have... I, I, I could just play, or I could just plug an aux cord into... Like, what the fuck? Why would I ever do that? Someone told me that last night. Like, like, can I just plug my phone in? Like, why the fuck would I ever let you do that? Even if I had the capabilities, which I don't. I don't have the capabilities to do that. Um, my my setup is just two turntables, a mixer, and and uh, another little mixer, and goes into some powered speakers now because I got new PA speakers. Um, but even if I could, even if I had a little aux cord, why the hell would I? Why? Why? What? It makes no sense. But yeah, I think just respecting people's space, uh, uh, understanding that 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 this is still the transition. We are not done. There's still some work to do. Um, shout out to everyone who's getting vaccinated. That is amazing. Just let's just keep it going. More and more people. The more and more you know, the more and more people I talk to who have been vaccinated. It's just like that's awesome. We can get back to our normal lives. Uh, but that being said. Let's not go back to some of those nasty habits we had. You know, I was at the grocery store the other day, and I was, you know, getting my groceries. And before, everyone used to be six feet apart, really far away, one at a time, really respectful. And now, that's not the case anymore. I was putting my stuff down. I had someone hovering right behind me. It's just, mm, I don't know. Maybe this is too complainy or whatever. But uh, like I said, we are still transitioning. We are still working towards reopening like uh, do i believe california will be uh, one of the first states really rocking yeah i think so like shows are being announced like i said in the last podcast like built the spills coming to santa barbara that's gonna be crazy that might be the first show i attend i'm i'm getting emails now about shows do i take shows where should i play leave a comment in the comment section where should i play should i come to your hometown like I don't know. Should I do a two-week tour? I'm kind of feeling baby steps. I'm kind of feeling like maybe I do an L.A. show. Maybe I do a San Francisco show. Let's dip our feet into the waters. Maybe I do San Diego. Maybe I do Ventura. We do a big show in Santa Barbara once it feels like we're back. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it a lot. And I don't know what the right answer is. I want to be safe. I want to be smart. And it's, it's one thing to announce a bunch of shows, right? I can announce I can announce a whole tour. Here's a two week tour. But will people show up? <laughs> That's the second half of it. You can announce whatever the fuck you want to announce, but if, if people don't feel comfortable coming to shows yet, or if people are are nervous or or, or haven't been vaccinated enough people haven't been vaccinated yet by, by the time October kind of rolls around, then what are we doing? I'm just gonna show up to a venue that's half full or less than half full, a quarter, I don't know. And then I'm pissing off venue people, I'm pissing off promoters, I'm pissing off booking, I don't want to piss anyone off. So I want to be able to do this in a way that's correct with uh, some lead time where we could promote the shows. I don't know. It's just a lot of thinking and a lot of what's next. I'm scared, but I'm also excited. I'm very excited. Are you ready for the opening? Are you mentally prepared to be back into this world? Um, yeah, so either way, I, I I didn't do one of these last week. It was my birthday. I am 31 now. I've had a lot of thoughts about turning 31 that like I just feel like getting older is such a privilege. There's just so many people who didn't make it to 31. 
Um, I have I know people personally who didn't make it to 31 in my life. And so and so it's sweet. It's I used to hate my birthday. I, I hated my birthday. I hated the feeling of being older. Even when I was a kid, I was like, oh, I can't believe I'm 15 years old. What the fuck? I'm getting old. Like, that's how young I was. And that's how dumb I was uh, when I was a kid. Being like, wow, I can't believe I'm 15. Can't believe I'm 16. Oh, shit, I'm 17. Can't believe I'm 18. Like, how many years can you do that? I did that for a while until pretty recently. As soon as you hit, like, uh, 30, it all kind of, all those anxieties kind of go away. At least for me. And I think a lot of other people will relate to that. But as soon as I hit 30, I feel like, oh, that's it <laughs> like and there's like so much hype around the 27 club at least if you're a musician like you're like oh my god am i gonna die at 27 like Kurt, Kurt cobain and Jimi hendrix like no you didn't you survived and now you're in your 30s and you know not everyone is like that and it's just it is a weird coincidence don't get me wrong it's a very strange coincidence but but that they all died at 27 but not everyone you are not a rock star dude you are a guy who writes songs because you love it. You do a podcast. You talk to people. And that's it. You're not Kurt Cobain. And that's, you know, okay. I don't want to be Kurt Cobain. I just want to be me, I guess. But that's, once again, these are the things that pop up once you hit these certain ages. Like, Kurt Cobain didn't make the 31. I would love to have heard what Kurt did in his uh, 30s. You know, if John Lennon died or Paul McCartney died in their 20s, we would have missed out on a bunch of great records. Like there's still so much music to write, even into your 30s, that I think this whole world of like young people, young musicians, like we want 20 year old musicians. And then I don't know. It's just I don't think that's sustainable. Like, well, I guess it's sustainable. There's always new young people starting a band, but. And want to be songwriters, but I don't know. I think there's more to say as you get older, and and there's more things to talk about. And sometimes I find my best interviews are the older guests I bring on, and because they just have so much more life to talk about and so many more experiences. And and I think that's what like in the comedian world, as you get older, you kind of become a better comedian. Like the comedy scene isn't built around twenty year old kids; it's built around these forty and fifty year old, thirty, forty, fifty year old. Uh, men and women who have experiences and can talk about life and I don't think that's the same in music it's just like 18 19 20 21 it's like we need you young the music industry is so based on youth and uh I don't know man that that can't go on for much longer and it, it won't be it won't because the industry is so much larger and more diverse than ever before and and you can have a band like someone like Kurt Vile isn't necessarily young in the eyes of an industry but he's so good and he's so talented that doesn't fucking matter so I think that will trump all if I just keep writing songs I like and keep working hard and promoting my band and playing live shows then it doesn't matter if I am 31 32 34 36, 38, 40 years old, whatever. As long as I'm having fun and I'm enjoying the process, um, then that's good for me. I'm not looking for anything else other than just to be happy at this point. Yeah.
Okay, <laughs> that's, uh, that's a lot to talk about. We got merch. Uh, uh, brand new merch. We are restocking the Call Me on the Phone t-shirt. Thank you to everyone who bought one already. We are restocking, so go to hellomerch.com and uh, get yourself a Dante Elefante shirt. We got the Never Trust a Junkie hoodie and the geometric shape. It was like the first shirt we did uh, uh, designed by my buddy Aaron Lowell. Very cool. Uh, personal boundaries. We talked about touring, potential touring gigs coming up. I'm DJing this weekend at the saloon. If you live in Southern California in the 805, come on down. Come on down to the saloon in Ventura, downtown Main Street, right next to Busy Bee Cafe. You know what to do. Uh, wear a mask. If, if I guess, yeah, wear a mask. <laughs> I guess if you're vaccinated, you don't have to, I guess. I don't know. But you know what? It's all good. Uh, come on through. No requests. Do not talk to me. And then, yeah, that's it. J.W. Francis is on the podcast today. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, his new album is awesome. His And then he has an even newer album coming, uh, which we talk about hopefully soon. I think that comes out in September, he said, on Sunday's Best. Great label. And then, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully in a few weeks, I'll be face-to-face -face with people. But if not... That's okay. We'll see. We're going to work it out. Okay, episode 65, J.W. Francis. Thank you for listening to my rant. This is my TED Talk, my podcast. Thank you. Bye. Dude, uh, J.W. Francis, how are you doing? Welcome to the podcast. We are recording. Let's go. Let's All right. Go. I just All woke right. up. I'm feeling weird. You know, yeah. you know how it feels when you just wake up. Oh, yeah. I go to the other side of the table and look better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also just woke up, got my cafe. Nice. Where, uh, yeah, where are you right, right now? I'm in Sepulpa, Oklahoma. Oklahoma? Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, I guess, yeah, I guess we should just get right into it, man. Because, like, when I asked <laughs> the internet for questions. Like, what's going on? Yeah, when I asked yeah. the internet for questions... It was all the same thing. Yeah. It was all asking me about your trip to the Appalachian Mountains. Oh, no way. Yeah. So is this, are you in Oklahoma? I don't know where the Appalachian Mountains are. What, how did we get here? What are you doing? Tell us about it, man. I want to hear about it. Well, I heard the call inside yeah? of my heart. Yes. It was telling me to go, to go quit my job, to, to feel human again, to... Feel the sweat on my neck. Oh, are you there? Did I lose you? Yeah, I'm here. Can you see me? <laughs> you got all frozen. Oh. Am I frozen? Yeah, are we are. all frozen? Oh, you are freezing. Is this bit. even working? Oh, no, you're frozen. Oh, gosh. Okay. Oh, now there you are. Yeah, okay. Okay, now we're back. Okay. All right, all right. It said my internet connection is unstable. So mm. let's see if there's... Uh, so yeah, if that happens again, maybe I'll, is it better if I keep my camera on? Are you filming like, a, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. So we'll just pray and hope. But anyway, <laughs> so basically, yeah, it's been on my bucket list forever and I got signed to a record label. And so I figured, you know, I was like, well, 
this means I don't have to do so much work all the time because it's so much work to be an artist, as you know. Right. So I was, and I generally skeptic of labels as a DIY guy, yeah. you know. So I was like, let's see how they do when I run away into the forest and they handle releasing all the music. Right. <laughs> so, so I finished an album, I handed it over, and I said, I'm going into the forest and that's cool. what I'm doing. And uh, yeah, I've always, I love walking. Mm. I love writing. I love having breakfast in a new place every day. So these are all things that happen on the Appalachian trail. And um, yeah, so I'm just going to go do it. I, I leave on the 28th. I want it. So about a week, about a week from now. Wow. I wanted to get my, yeah, I'm starting pretty late just because I wanted to get my vaccinations and uh, spend some time with my grandma and just a couple right. logistical things. So, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to finish the whole thing and I don't really care. I'm just going to be walking for four months, see where I end up. Hopefully I make it back to New York because um, I got an Airbnb rented there for September 1st. Mm. <laughs> so we'll see. So that's when you think you'll be back out, September but... 4th, 1st. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I'll just be passing through because I've got my out. I got that. That's when the album actually fully comes out. And then virus willing, got a couple shows right. lined up and then we'll see. Then it's a big question mark. I mean, it's either the album does well and I can live my ideal life of a touring musician right. or realistically the album does okay and we continue to build yeah we do another record yeah <laughs> you know it's all in just with another one and another one and another one wait so you this know, appalachian just, tr where is it so is it like um it's a it's you're just following an already existing trail right so you know where to go that's already? right okay cool and it starts 2000 okay it's 2000 miles Starts in Georgia, yeah, two two thousand two hundred miles. It starts in northern Georgia, Springer Mountain, Georgia, and you mm. go Georgia, North Carolina, Tennessee, uh, Virginia, Pennsylvania, New York, uh, Vermont, New Hampshire to Maine. So it goes from Georgia to Maine. That's gonna be insane. Those are all like my favorite states. <laughs> like, the more and more I tour, I'm like, oh, dude, those are like my favorite states now. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, that so that's, so nice. I'm kind of like hopefully preparing myself for tour life of like yeah. sleeping on the ground, <laughs> being tired all the time, um, just finding new ways to love life. <laughs> right, right. Totally. And like you said, eating breakfast in a different place every day. Um, mm -hmm. I, there's, there was definitely a point on one of my tours in 2019 because I was, you know, the last time we were able to do shit like that. Uh, where I was like, I think mm -hmm. I'm done eating breakfast. I think I'm tired of like breakfast food. I just got so tired of eating at <laughs> diners every morning. Like I was like, I, I think I'm done, dude. I think I just eat lunch from now on. <laughs> I don't know. Do yeah, you, do you no ever rule. feel, do you ever feel just tired of the road or doing this kind of stuff? I guess it's been long enough. You, you're excited to get back out there, but I'm, did you ever get oh, burned yeah, out? I'm, uh, I'm I did not, man. I mean, I've also got a little, I've just got a lot of, I got a lot of stamina. Right. <laughs> I've got, I can go, I can go pretty hard for a long time, but um, no, my plan is to tour. I would love to do just like 
some Bob Dylan stuff and like yeah. go on a never ending tour <laughs> until I'm like 38 or so. I yeah. think, I think that's like when I'll want to like make a farm or something, you know, how old but are you now? I'm 27. So okay. that's also why people are kind of like, Ooh, are you sure you want to go on the Appalachian trail this year? Like <laughs> <laughs> you've got all this unreleased music. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're going to music full time. Like yeah. you're 27. You see like the dots connecting. <laughs> right. But if there is a time, I feel but, like, you know, it's like the same thing, like with the gym, I've been going back to the gym and People are like, oh, my God, the virus is there. I was like, there's nobody there. No one goes because everyone's afraid. The gyms are empty. So you can right. go to the gym and be the only yeah, person right. in there. And I imagine the Appalachian Maybe. Trail, there may be, like, very few people on the trail. You may not see a lot there's of people. There's very few people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so you I might mean, be safer on the trail. Of, yeah. I mean, they don't really think I'm going to die from the coronavirus. It's just oh. all the it's all the bears. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's brutal. And you're, you're going to camp oh, every night, I guess, then? Camping? Yeah. That's right, oh. sleeping on the ground outside. Oh. Yep, I know. I'm, I'm I know. not big I on just camping. I can't wait to be weary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's going to be a crazy feeling when you finally get to, you're like, I think I'm in New York. Is that New York? I know. And then I you know. look over to the right, you're like, oh, yeah, the Big Apple. I know I'm gonna I'm gonna emerge from the forest and be like, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. what's this? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! But, well, you already have this look that you've yeah. been in the Appalachian Trail for a few oh, years now. Like, oh no, you hear me? There you are. Hey, there you are. You, just you already have your. I was saying you already have this look like you've been on the Appalachian Trail already. Like, are you going to shave? Are you going to go fully clean and see how far you grow? Or are you going to leave it where you're at now and just like go even wilder? I'm going to trim it up, but it's not really going to be that dramatic. I am going to dye my hair pink. Yeah, yeah. uh, Do something crazy and like fix fix the mullet because I gave myself this haircut on live stream weeks ago. (laughs) So I'm going to get someone to do it right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But no, I'm not going to shave the beard until album four. (laughs) (laughs) Every album should have a look. Like, I I, exactly, you know, it's like that's how you can tell each David Bowie record. Like, he has a different look. That's exactly, I stand by that. I stand by that. Because, you know, you're so different. I'm at least, I don't know, I'm so different. Every album, like, just different place, different living situation, just different everything's different so you gotta reflect it somehow right color of your hair or whatever yeah something's got something's gotta be different man so you released a record in uh 2020 i've been listening to that a bunch this past week and uh it sounds like you have another record already like the record you released in 2020 did you record that in 2019 or when did you record that one yeah that one was yeah that one was like you know I had released an EP in 2018 and I had done that totally self-release, whatever. And I just kind of had it in my mind, which, which might be wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, some people do this, some people don't, but I kind of had it in my mind, like, okay, this is my first album. I need to be on a label for this first album. It was right. just kind of like a little mental, like roadblock or something. I was like, I can't just release this album. That would not be doing it justice. I need to yeah. find people to do that. 
and that took a long time. <laughs> so yeah, right. took, like, you know, I was just out there playing shows for like a year, a year and a half until somebody noticed and was, well, you know, some people there, there'd be like little labels hit me up and be like, Hey, do you want us to like, you know, make 200 copies of this and blah, blah, blah. But it was, it wasn't, I was like, well, you know, I would love to live off this. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Totally. So it wasn't, it wasn't until this British indie label Sunday Best reached out and it just worked out. But that was in January 2020. And yeah. then, yeah, it took until November 2020 to finally get it out there in the world and, and yeah, get it to the people. So, so now I've got this second album that I'm like, all right, now. Um, and with my with my friend producer Sahil Ansari, who mm-hmm. like we make all the records together, he's like, man, we got to get better at yeah. like <laughs> making the record than coming out with it because it always seems like there's a year or so. In oh, between, that always you know? happens. That always happens. Yeah, it's always like, and that. it's just it. And I've I've I'm so much more patient than when I started because yeah. yeah, that first EP I finished it, and then a month later I put it out. And like that felt amazing. And then, yeah, I was really frustrated for that first album because I was like, I'm going to not feel this way anymore pretty soon. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, you just got to be patient. Everybody's got their jobs. Totally. How do you you feel about um, the actual release date? Like the actual day of the release? Like for me, people like I remember when I released my last record, my girlfriend's like, aren't you excited? It's out now. I'm like, eh, I feel an emptiness inside once the record's already oh, out. Totally. Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially coming out with it during the pandemic. Right. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, you know, no matter what, it always, even pre pandemic, I was not happy with that feeling because, you know, there's just so much work. There's so much, there's, there's just so much you throw into it. And then, you know, nowadays it's like it goes live on Spotify and it's like, woohoo, now time to like email it to a billion people. Right. Like more work to do. You know, it's not right. like at least before the pandemic, we could have like, you know, release shows and there was there was some sort of catharsis or whatever. But even that didn't really feel I want like I want like, you know, like. 300 people in a room and we all right. watch like the vinyl press, like press it into <laughs> wax or stuff. Totally. Something where it's like, you know, some kind of something that feels, I, I wouldn't know. like, it just feels real. It just feels like grand. Like, you did it. You like, did, yeah. Maybe I just yeah. see a big sign that says you did it. Something did like it. that. I feel like, you know, yeah. The movies you get like premieres and stuff like that. Yeah. Like you don't really get to, that's the other thing is you don't really get to premiere the album. I mean, yeah. you do, I guess like the fader could premiere your album, whatever. Yeah. Something like that. All digital. I want something yeah. real. <laughs> I'm sure back in the day they had that. I'm sure you, you'd, you would release a record and then you'd pick up your local weekly in whatever town you're in and, and there's a review and it feels right. good. And you're like, wow, that's so cool. And I'll save this magazine or I'll save this paper. But like, it's not like that now. It's it's not even the way it was with blogs. I feel like the time of the blog is come and gone now. 
Now it's just like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's on Spotify now and it's getting some plays and you see a number and you're either happy or sad by the number. <laughs> like, I know, man. And even like even stuff that used to matter doesn't even matter anymore. Like I see some of my friends like will get written up on Pitchfork or something. Yeah. And like it'll be like a seven or something or Which is something great. like I mean it's like good. Yeah. And then you go look at their Spotify numbers and like nothing changes. And you're yeah. like, what? Like aren't they blowing aren't they supposed to blow up now like yeah <laughs> it's like no because no one's reading blogs totally people are watching it, tiktok <laughs> you know honestly yeah okay so honestly i'm i'm yes it's a little sad to see that era go by but there was a moment where pitchfork thought they were the shit oh and man i hated pitchfork everybody hated thought, pitchfork. everyone hated pitchfork so for me it's like I feel glad. I'm like, oh, thank God. The power has moved away from you. But now it's moved mm-hmm. to Spotify, which may be potentially even worse. Um, because they control the money aspect as well as the exposure. Where yeah. Pitchfork didn't fuck with their money. They just fucked with their exposure. Uh, yeah. But now Spotify's yeah. got you both by the balls. Yeah. I think about yeah. that now all the time. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm excited, though. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to see where this goes. I do love TikTok. Are you on TikTok? I am. I just, I just don't, I just can't like, I'm like, I just, it's so much work right, right now. Like it, it's not natural to me yet. Like yeah. Instagram, I get it. You know, you like, you post a picture of your face with the caption. Boom. Got boom. it. Algorithm yeah. likes that. Yeah. Yeah. TikTok. Like I, I know I've been on it enough that I know what they want. I just have, not the energy or like good enough phone. Right, totally. <laughs> like you need to have like an iPhone 11 or up. <laughs> like, for it to look good, yeah. For it to look good. And then you need just like a lot of time to like yeah. edit it in the app and stuff. It's not like a photo. You can just make a funny caption. Right. But I mean, it's entertaining, you know, TikTok is so entertaining. And it's like, obviously I've been like, you know, it took me like four years or something to get like i don't even know how like eight thousand followers on instagram or something right and then like one of my friends started tiktok like a month ago and has like twenty thousand followers totally I'm like dang the growth, <laughs> the growth is insane if you really grind on that app, you, you can grow really quickly i know i know but then i see some people grind and go nowhere and i'm like yeah uh, how you know you got to make that you got to make that shareable content, but I'm like, I'm also, yeah. but then I'll, I'll spend like, I'll spend like, honestly, I don't, I'm not, I'm pretty lazy, whatever. I'll spend right. like 10 minutes, like trying to brainstorm a funny idea or something. <laughs> and then, and then I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Or I'm like, this isn't why I'm here. Or like, this isn't right. what, <laughs> this isn't why I'm trying to do music. It's like, this is, this is fun. like I love like sketch comedy, but I feel like right. I'm like brainstorming, trying to brainstorm like a sketch comedy thing, and I'm like, what does this have to do with my music? <laughs> That's like me expressing my music. The and, other and- day, though, I made a one that I really proud of i was really really proud of it it was bob dylan <laughs> but nobody found, it got like zero likes like nobody <laughs> it did not the algorithm did not like it i think it had like 30 views or something and oh. it was just bob dylan teaching you yoga it was a like a shower thought that i was like how funny would it be to have bob dylan be like inhale yeah. you know and i was like this is hilarious and then everyone no one was yeah, <laughs> Dude, the most random things blow up on TikTok. It is so 
fucking weird. Sometimes I'll post something like, I'm like, oh, this is for my music video. It looks good. It's like, yeah, this should do well. And then it gets like dog shit engagement. And then I'll post like, here's what I ate for lunch today. And hey, some love. It's like, fuck. Yeah. Not the lunch. Yeah. Don't, don't, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Brutal. Uh, what were some of those main differences between self-releasing your EP and uh, doing it with a label? Um, I took a bit of stress off, to be honest, because, you know, self-releasing, you're like, you got your checklist, you're like, okay. But yeah, so self-releasing, self-releasing, you know, it's a bit more stressful because you got all of your own, you're your own boss and like you got your checklist, like, did I go to submit hub? Did I, did I send this to all the right people, et cetera, like, like all that stuff. Yeah. Um. And with the label, you're kind of like, all right, that's your job. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm the music man. You guys do the thing. But the thing is, is that's not, I thought it was like that, but it's still a ton of work. They're still like, totally. hey, can you write a little press statement? Can you like take nice photos? Can you like do all the stuff? Um, but it is just psychologically, just, it, has, it definitely, it's a huge boost because you're like, wow, somebody else, this is also someone else's job now to like right. make sure that this music gets out there. So that was nice. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that um, I want to do that might not make sense being on a label. Um, like NFTs would be cool. Oh, yeah. Like people doing NFTs now and I'm like, ooh, that looks fun. But like it wouldn't really make sense with a label or like even crazy stuff like starting an OnlyFans, I think that would be yeah. hilarious. <laughs> you know, it just like wouldn't really make sense with the with the label. So we'll see. You gotta be careful, man. OnlyFans takes twenty percent, as a Patreon would only oh, take ten percent. Oh, interesting. So okay, I've looked into th- this already because I thought it was hilarious. Okay, good. All right, okay. So we need to either make patreon more sexy or less sexy right i think it's easier to make something less sexy but (laughs) they take 20 percent. that's interesting yeah they take 20 percent. and if you think of some of those big creators making a million dollars a month yeah patreon does nothing but all they did was make the fucking app or make the website that's all they did yeah yeah i don't know hmm that's but I think about that. that all the time. Uh, yeah, Patreon, same thing. Ten uh, percent. And what'd you do? Oh, you just had a website. Oh, I'm giving you ten percent because you have a website. Like, okay, I know. I can get a website. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> hmm, that's good to know. Maybe we yeah. should just start our own Patreon OnlyFans. Yes. Call it like Jolteon, like yeah. some like Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> um. What was what? What did you say? Oh, about NFTs. Have you looked into that at all? Mm-hmm. What? I what's mean, the deal? Well, I, there's obviously some like ecological hesitations because apparently it just takes so much electricity to really. Yeah, apparently I didn't. I I mean I know that blockchain is not the most eco-friendly. Like some people compare it to like just like letting your car run and you're oh, <laughs> and you're like like you do have these like massive servers that are just like running all the time. Yeah. Like, so. But um uh from more of like a political perspective, it 
seems like a good way to actually like give a bunch of power back to artists like people who have you know like you and me who can't really like sell their own physical product anymore i mean right. people some people buy vinyl sure but it's not like a huge part of how we're gonna make money but nfts are kind of a way of almost to like invest in an artist like let's say like i put out an nft that it's a unique individual mp3 that no one's heard before and it's like just a collector's item and let's say someone bought it for like a hundred bucks and then but they're buying it with the like they're basically betting on me getting bigger in the future so they can right. resell it it's just like a way for yeah for people to like actually kind of empower artists hopefully i mean that would be cool if that ends up how it's i don't know we'll see we'll see how it goes <laughs> you can only buy it with ethereum right that's like the thing it's only one type of crypto you can right buy. it's only yeah, yeah yeah it's bought in ethereum oh yeah ethereum's been going up a bunch lately dogecoin's gone up a bunch like everything's going up yeah i know i know, I know. did you get I'm into like, the dogecoin I didn't get into the Doge. No, I was I was in it a couple of years ago. Not Doge, but into the whole crypto oh, game. Yeah. And then I was like, this is way too stressful for me. <laughs> 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 I just ended up watching numbers and stuff. And I was like, I, know. I don't want to do crypto, dude. I just like I'll just let people make a bunch of money. I'm just trying to be happy. <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, you know, because yes, I, I made like four hundred dollars off Dogecoin and I sold it because I was just like, I don't know. This is not. This doesn't seem reliable. Like I feel like I've already made what I was gonna. I only put twenty dollars in, so I was like, "That's a lot for me." That's a lot, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, "Am I even gonna be alive to see the use, the true use of crypto?" I feel like we're that far away. I don't know, but maybe I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, we don't really know. I feel like government. There's too many benefits to it, like in terms of decreasing transaction costs. That governments are definitely going to hop on board, but they're going to make their own version of right. you know virtual currencies, which might just completely destroy the value of all these things. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, big banks are actually like investing in their own and making their own versions of these things. So right, and uh, the cards too. I think I saw got, oh, yeah. I got a commercial for like a Chase Bank crypto card. Like, um, God, yeah. Who knows? I don't know. I'm I'm not gonna get all into that world. I feel like I dipped my foot in with the Doge, got my free money, and then left. I was like, I'm out. I'm out. Exactly. Get out of there. <laughs> Unless I can buy that Tesla tour van. You see, Tesla's coming out the. Dude. I think it's a twelve passenger van. Whoa. That's insane. And it has solar power on the roof. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. The only way I would get one of those if is if I want to give away. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine pulling up to the venue in one of those. They're like, who the fuck is this band? Fucking I know. I also feel like in most places you go, you like they just break the window. People just oh, break yeah. the windows. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They'd be like, what is that? It must be something in the Dude, air. Elon, Elon should put that bulletproof glass on there <laughs> and then most bands will buy that you mean you can't break into this van okay good yeah <laughs> that's the thing man i want i want to do i don't I, i've never been behind the wheel of a car i've never driven mm. and i don't really plan on ever doing it i would love to do like a really slow tour on a bike like walk walking or like or like you know 
just play a bunch of like random places in between cities because right you know, I've heard of bands doing that, like doing like a bike tour where a few, like maybe two, you know, acoustic and maybe somebody else with a small drum or something get on a mm. bike. Well, they each have different bikes, not a tandem, but that'd be crazy <laughs> if they rode a fucking tandem town to town. Um, and they just played shows like that. You know, that you play at one show every three days or something. <laughs> yeah. Every yeah. one, the two to three days and, and you could make it work, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It might be easier in some states. Like you couldn't go to like Texas and do that. Maybe you could, but I don't think you could. California is a little I mean, easier. California a little easier, a little more hilly though. I mean, yeah. Texas. There's some. There's. It's definitely huge, but there's a yeah. lot of places to play. It seems right. like I don't know. I've actually never played in Texas. Really? Are you in Texas? No, I'm in California. Yeah. Oh, you're in California. Yeah, oh, I'm cool. in San, Santa Barbara, just uh, ninety miles north of Los Angeles. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't really the the Santas. There's like there's so many Santas Too many. around there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you originally from Chicago? No, I'm originally from Oklahoma. Oh I'm really? Here. I'm Okie boy. Yeah, well, I moved when I was a young teenager. Well, we moved first to Vermont. I lived in Vermont for two years. My mom was going to law school, and then she got an exchange program in Paris. So that's actually where I was for. Most of my, all of my teenage years, really? uh, in Paris, France. Yeah, that was fun. And my parents are still over there, so that's a good place to like go. Oh, they still live visit. over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They actually like became French and everything. Cool. Um, they love. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, how old were you when you were living in Paris? Um, age thirteen to nineteen, about. I was there for oh, like yeah. six years. Those are yeah. big years. Very formal. Yeah. Yeah, those are big years, exactly. So I was like very much yeah. I there's a lot of French in me. Well, I always wear black, so that's kind right, of right. something I got from up there. <laughs> and when did you move back? So at nineteen you moved back to the United States? Yeah, I moved to New York where I'd never where I'd never been. And I actually had no idea. I apply I was like, if I'm gonna go back to America, I'm gonna only do it big. I'm gonna apply to all the Big schools. big schools. I just, I just, I just replied to all the places I recognized, like Harvard and Stanford and whatever. And I got into Columbia, and I had no idea that it was in New York. Oh. <laughs> like, no idea. I was like, oh, cool, some other elite Northeast school, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then I ended up being in New York City, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's cool. So moved there and stayed Did for you, eight years. Oh, you stayed for eight years. So I'm assuming you liked it. Dude, I love, I mean, I got there at first. I was like, whoa, this is too much. And like, because they like drop you off right in the middle of Times Square. You're <laughs> yeah. Like, and you're just that? like, what the fuck is this? No, the bus terminal is like right there. You're like, what? And then, then I just started to walk around and I like, I was like, oh, this place is like pretty chill, actually. I mean, chill is not the right word, but it's exciting. Right. So, yeah, I got me. I, and, and as soon as I figured out that, you know, it's just a big grid, I was like, oh, I can actually, I've never really been able to like spatially understand a city. Like right. it's always just kind of magic to me. And then once I figured out I could like actually understand something like that, I was like, oh my God, I have to like learn everything about this place. So I became a tour guide. Really? And started, yeah, <laughs> started giving walking tours of New York. And that was really cool. I learned. I just wanted to like know everything. Be like yeah. that manhole is for guests. That yeah. building was built in 1916 or whatever. Totally. Like, 
you know, I just wanted to like really understand what was going on. And, um, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you think you have a good understanding now of New York and how it works and, you know, kind of, yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, it's always changing. That's the thing. Right, That's the right. fun thing. But in terms of like, I was like really interested in like, just like the infrastructure, like how right. does New York get water? Where does its waste go? Those kind of things kind of inform your whole view. Like there's lots of different levels that you can look at the city from like, the historical level of like, oh my, like this used to be like an indigenous trail. And that's mm. why like Broadway, like you, you look at the, you look at Manhattan and you're like, okay, I get it. But like, what's going on with Broadway? It goes, yeah. like, and it goes to Agnol, whatever. And it was because it was an indigenous trail that they just like built. Uh, they were like, all right, this will be our first road. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. There's all this cool history and all kinds of, all kinds of cool stuff so yeah that's that's i mean you never that's the fun that's the that's the alluring thing as soon as you start to figure it out it's like a little apple in front of your face like you're yeah. like i think or I or the big it. apple the big apple in front of your face oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wild man i th i i yeah i think i was gonna move to new york when i was 18 with, mm. with some other bandmates like we were in a mm. different band and i was like yeah that would be the right thing for me and then when i finally went to new york and i was 20 I was like, this is overwhelming. I'm 25 and I'm overwhelmed. So either way, I, I was originally going to move when I was 18. I didn't. And by the time I was like 24 or 25, I went to shoot like a, a video, a music video. And it was like way too much for me. I was like, wow, I was like, this city really doesn't sleep. That right. shit is for real. I That's thought it was real. just like a saying, but it's like literally all night. I was like, how do people fucking get some decent sleep in this in this city? They don't. That's they the thing. Don't. You yeah. don't. Yeah. That's the, uh, that's my song, New York. It was, I think it started, the starting line is, I'll sleep when dead. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so is it fair to say you got your musical start in New York then? When did you really oh, start absolutely. playing uh, music? I mean, I was always playing music, but right. it was just my bedroom, you know, my little acoustic guitar kind of deal. I never played. I mean, I played actually, I bust in Paris because mm. it was actually a pretty good way to like, if you went to the tourist places and play Beatles songs, like right. you're bound to get like at least like 20 years an hour or something. So that was pretty fun. That's cool. But yeah, but really wasn't playing my own stuff that much until like in a, in like a proper like venue and everything until I got to New York and it wasn't actually, I started out by booking other bands uh, because that was just so much fun and so easy to do in New York. Cause there's always so many bands coming through right. that I would just like, hit up a band on like Facebook message, a band that like had less than like 10,000 likes on Facebook. Right. And like eight times out of 10, they'd be like, yeah, we'll play a house show like yeah. for like a hundred dollars or something. So, <laughs> so that was, that was awesome. That was so much fun. So I would, so I, yeah, I started a little music blog. We were talking about music blogs. It was actually, right. it was in reaction to how much I hated pitchfork at the time. <laughs> Cause I was like, why would you put like a point, like a seven point, whatever, right. like just the point felt so pretentious to me. So it was like anti point system of rating and also like why write about bands that you don't like yes like, <laughs> I think about so that all the time we're only writing about bands that we are genuinely passionate for and generally and generally we're trying to write mostly about new york bands just so we had a like an excuse to interview them um 
What was that blog called? It's called Rare Candy. Cool. Yeah, Rare Candy. I mean, I'm obviously a Pokemon fan. Right, uh, totally. <laughs> so that was fun. We had, uh, yeah, I was, and then I ended up just throwing like so many shows. Like I was throwing like a few shows a month, like mm-hmm. just because I got addicted to the feeling of like putting something together and like that awesomeness of just like bringing people in a physical space. And yeah, I was playing with my own, I was playing with a band that I started called Hubba Bubba that was mm. like fun. And it was like more like just party rock. Like it was just all fast paced. Like, yeah, 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 totally. Just fun stuff and people can dance and mosh too. And then when I got out of college and I had a day job, I was like, all right, what am I trying to do here? <laughs> I almost like forgot that I like that it was my dream to be a musician because I got so caught up in like promoting other people's music and writing about bands and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I almost forgot that I was like, this is what I've always wanted to yeah. do. <laughs> totally. So it was cool then like having that perspective of interviewing people and putting together shows and how much work goes into it and stuff. And so then, yeah, so then I started playing doing jw francis stuff and that was i had a great time it's been it's been it's been amazing i mean besides the whole pandemic you know right like right before the pandemic i got asked to go play in costa rica Mm. um and that was there have been many experiences i've had um throughout the past few years that uh, the universe has been like this is what you want to be doing like this is so awesome like just keep going but going to costa rica playing a show it was the biggest show i've ever played there were 300 people there bought tickets like and they were literally it was it was insane it was like a total disney channel original movie moment like they were they were being like francis 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 i was like that's me. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. That's so crazy. It was many, really crazy. How I, many shows did you like, do in Costa Rica? I did three shows, I think. Whoa. I did, yeah, I did one. Yeah, I did, yeah. Oh, I guess two, and then we did, like, this hotel thing that was kind of funny. But <laughs> what, yeah, was the, was, what was the hotel thing? Well, the, my host, who was amazing, he, have, they have a, he has a band, his name is Stuart, uh, mm. called Sport Dad, which is awesome. They're definitely great. You should check them out. Yeah, um, right he has like a running, he has a running gig in this hotel playing in like the lobby, just like guitar and singing, like oh, kind yeah. of acoustic. And he was like, you should come and do a little set. Like, well, and I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. And it was just like in the lobby of some hotel. You know? Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> But it was fun. So you guys um, played that show with Sport Dad. Did you just borrow their gear? Or what did you do as far as traveling? Yeah, man. I just, I have a lot of trust. And I'm also an anti-perfectionist. Yeah. So generally when I travel to play shows, sometimes I'll bring a guitar. Sometimes I'll just show up and I'm like, hey, what you got? Right, right. And it just works. Yeah. So that one, I didn't even bring a guitar. I was like, can I borrow a guitar? And they were like, yeah, cool. And I was like, cool, I can't really afford to bring my whole band, so I'll just bring my iPod and put some sound put some backing tracks on it. Whoa. <laughs> and that worked. Yeah. Yes. And even when I even when I went to I did like a little Midwest tour. I played like Bloomington, 
Davenport, Chicago. That was sometime in 2019. And um, I was just like, hey, like, yeah, I can't afford four or five plane tickets. So do you, the people who asked me, I was like, do you guys play drums and yeah. bass and guitar? And they were like, oh, are you asking us to be your band? I was like, yeah, if you'll, yeah. If you'll have me. Whatever. Totally. They were like, yeah, are you kidding me? Oh, like, that's, that's sick. It was sick. And I just showed up. We rehearsed the day of, and I was like, sounds good to me. <laughs> well, that's cool. I, that's a good man. That's like a good mentality to have to just be able to like, you know, the show goes on anti-perfectionist. It's just, you know, it will sound yeah. good. It will have its own vibe. It will uh, have its own vibe. Yeah. It won't be the record. It won't be my New York band. It right. won't be anything like that. But that's the best part about, I feel like that's honestly the best part of being a solo act. Yeah. Is that a lot of what I'm selling or whatever or putting out there is just like myself. <laughs> yeah. So like the music is obviously a big part of it. But as long as I'm there at the show. <laughs> it's a JW Francis show as it's long a as J. you're there. Francis show, yeah, exactly. Yeah. As well as if I was in a band, then it would the whole band would have to be there or like people would be like People would have a very high standard for the music. Right. So not that I'm trying to like <laughs> not give people a good, pleasant musical experience. Right, know? right. It's, it's got to sound like the song. <laughs> but I just don't. Yeah, I just, I really, I really have come into contact with a lot of people who are perfectionists and they seem so unhappy. Right. All, all the time, especially in music. <laughs> Like whenever you have to get it sounding the same in every venue or whenever, like, you know, you've got, I don't even use, like, I have one pedal, but like, I, right. you know, the, the, they have their huge pedal board and all that stuff. I'm just like, just make it simple. Right, right. <laughs> like, and just like try to use as little as effects as possible. You know? Yeah. Like I said, mostly I'm just there to have a good time. What's so the one pedal? What's your, have... what's your one pedal? Can we say? Or is it oh, same? man. Everybody thinks everybody. It's really funny because I bring it and the sound guy gets scared and he's like, oh, gosh, one <laughs> of these. And then I tell them how I'm using it and they're like, that's pretty stupid. <laughs> I use an SP404, oh. which most people know as a sampling machine. Yeah. But you can just use it as a pedal, plugging your guitar in the end. And put the out to the to the amp. I had to have mine modded a little bit because it's not really made to be have that much wear and tear and mm. bring it on the road, or whatever. But yeah, I just freaking I just use it as a filter instead of mm. the <laughs> big huge capacity that it has. I use it in a very limited way. <laughs> I just put that sim filter on my guitar and futz around with the with the parameters and. Whoa. Get it sounding good. Yeah. <laughs> do, do They're always they like, oh, man, you need a DI box and whatever. And I'm like, no DI box. I'm plugging this thing straight into the amp. <laughs> and do they think it's stupid? Be well, do they think it's stupid because you can just get another kind of pedal that would do that and you don't need to bring the big sampler? Do you Probably, think there's, do you yeah. think there's, there's an easier way to do it or no? You just like it this way. I think there is, but I've tried a couple different things and like I, I had like the Charles Bliss or whatever, the Charles Bliss warped vinyl 
uh, yeah. pedal, but I brought it to France and plugged it in and it fried. It was oh. like, it, it wasn't cool with the European wattage. So oh. and that was like, and it's, they're so expensive. It was like 500 bucks. And yeah. so I just got kind of butthurt after that. And I was <laughs> like, I'm just going to stick with my SP404. Like right. the, you know, like the good warped vinyl pedals are all like so niche and expensive. Yeah. I guess there's that, I guess there's that, um, what is that one called that everyone's using? Um, shoot, I gotta look this up now. It's is a it warp vinyl pedal. Oh, it's a warp vinyl, not just like a... Oh, Lo-Fi Junkie. Lo-Fi Junkie. Lo-Fi Junkie. Yeah, have you seen that one? I think it's called, yeah, it's the Vexter Lo-Fi Junkie. It looks like you can get it for like $190 used. So it's not as bad, but I just still, tuned I just... my guitar really shittily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go yeah. exactly yeah i'm just yeah. like in a rush i'm like yeah this is fine like okay no, no. yeah you just do that and then or i just you leave the intonation the intonation is just always off on my guitar just yeah. never fixed dude this is same every single guitar is like bad i don't know yeah. like I've, yeah. even like good even like i remember one time i don't know why i immediately sold it because i was like i can't afford, i bought like a twelve hundred dollar i saved up for so long i bought like a twelve hundred dollar fender telecaster Mm. standard american standard professional because i was like i'm gonna be a real musician yeah i bought it and i got out of tune all the time and like and you and anything above the 12th fret like was not in tune i was like what like this is supposed to be the best yeah so i immediately i think i just returned it or something i was like no this is and yeah you get a $400, $500 $400, $500 guitar, it's like the same thing. Sounds just as good. Yeah, like, I don't understand that shit. Like, I think the most I've ever paid for a guitar is 800 and like, I like it. I don't think I need, like, you know, yeah. I, I have two guitars. I don't really need more. I don't know. How do you feel? Do you have a lot of guitars or what? what what's your situation like? When I was like making the EP, I was really obsessed with guitar tones. It was before I was recording with Sahil. It's so much nicer to have someone else who cares about that stuff um, yeah. more than you. Oh, did I lose you? <laughs> I can hear you. You look a little frozen. Can you hear uh-huh. me? I'm waving away. The... Oh, there we yeah, go. There, there we go. go. Yeah, there we go. So, yeah, I was like really obsessed with guitar tone. And I think I had, um, let's see, I had, <laughs> so I had my SG. A lot of these like are old guitars that I've just like, have like my grandpa got me or something. So I had an SG that was like really for like that warm, you know, humbucker sound. I was like, this is, it's, this is a specific thing. I had a Tysco uh those japanese 60s guitars that my dad actually got at an auction or at a garage sale and it has Mm. someone's social security on the back so i feel weird about selling it (laughs) it's like literally got their etched in which is weird yeah anyway for like that really crappy guitar sound that's really good if you want that like really small sounding kind of thing and then I had this, I borrowed this hot-wired Telecaster from a friend that was like, I, that honestly, that ended up being the guitar on the first EP because mm. it was just so warm and big and I could just do a lot with it. Anyway, so I had those and then I had two different nylons because one of them was really crappy but sounded 
cool with a contact mic on it. And one other one was not so crappy and I could just play it into like a, a big, um, like a bluebird, uh, right. Microphone or whatever. So yeah, I mean, I ended up having just like six or seven guitars and then I was like, why do I have so many? I was like, I, I kind of get disgusted by stuff. I'm like, right. I don't like having stuff. I'm like, I'm not good at taking care of it. I lose stuff. I just don't like stuff. And so, how do you feel about like <laughs> this, like this minimalist wave? Do you feel like you're a minimalist, or do you even connect with that that like community? Oh, is there a wave? What's going on with that? There's just like people who there's a big minimalist like wave of people who want to get rid of their stuff, something like that. And oh, it's like, like Mary it's Kondo all about having Britain. one fork. One spoon, one plate, <laughs> really, one cup. Everything's just and any. They don't like any excess. Do you feel like you're that That's way too? Cool. Well, you'll have one cup, one plate. Well, like I said, I'm an anti-perfectionist, so yeah. I tend not to put too much pressure on myself for things like that because yeah. it's like, you know, whatever. But at the same thing, <laughs> at the same time, like I definitely relate to that. I, I mean, you're talking to someone who just like gave up all their stuff gave up their apartment like staying with my grandma so that i can go walk the appalachian trail i'm gonna be i'm gonna have everything i own on my back for four months so definitely i feel that but at the same time you know yeah you can't be too harsh on yourself if you want another fork no one's gonna blame you also like (laughs) you're not having also like where are your friends like right <laughs> like are they supposed to bring their one fork or whatever because my friends don't walk they don't show up with forks <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah man oh that's so crazy do you feel like that lifestyle or like this this lack of excess or just like keeping things real bare do you think that bleeds into your recording style because i feel like there isn't a lot of excess on your recordings it sounds like there's just it's the band it's songs, funny because just the songs in the band. Yeah, it's funny because like uh, there's definitely like a push and pull between me and Sahil. He is, I don't even think he'd like me calling him this. He's definitely not this, but he's and compared to me, he's kind of a maximalist. Right. Like he loves like big sounds and like big, big kind of stuff, or whatever. And I'm super like, let's make it crappier, let's yeah. make it smaller. Let's get that like John Lennon first album vibe. Yeah, plastic on no band. Yeah, everything's super dry. You hear each individual thing. Um, Definitely, I feel like yeah, it would. I guess I guess it would get into that. Like, I yeah, what I'm trying to do right now is kind of like establish whatever my sound is with this jangly guitar, this kind of minimal whatever. Because and I'm gonna do it again and again, and because I feel like if you want something to stick, you have to do it a couple times. So like the second album, which already I released two singles off of it, maybe and I love you, has I feel like it sounds like an evolution, but at the same time, you know, it sounds like me and it sounds like that sound. And the third one is gonna be like even, it's gonna be like be- it's gonna be like the best of that sound yeah and then i want to shave the beard go completely left turn yeah totally like start start wearing start wearing black leather (laughs) and like blood or i don't know something just like you know just but more like post-punk yeah yeah 
Yeah, that kind of stuff. So, so you th- you're saying the third album or the third single that's going to come out is going to be even bigger, or you mean like the third album? The third album. Oh, okay, I'm way okay. I'm, I'm way too far ahead. Just <laughs> 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 like got my gears working, and I was like, I got so many freaking unfinished voice memos right. I got to flesh out, and I did that. But now I'm like, I got way too many songs, so I kind of put them away, and I'm like trying not to look at them or. Or listen to them because I'm like, I'm going to come back for you guys. I got to go do some non-music stuff for right. a bit. Because I'm not going to have a guitar out there on the trail, which I'm a little... That's probably going to be a little freaky because I've never not had a guitar to just like... Fiddle around, you yeah. know, strum around. Yeah. yeah. But I'm kind of excited to see what comes out of my head. When I don't have it, I'm thinking of doing some kind of like crooner thing or like some kind of like Sinatra album would be fun. It's like yeah, right man. out there. Oh, the moon. I don't know. Something. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, man. As soon as, you, as soon as you're just walking around, sometimes that's when the best melodies come to me. When mm-hmm. I'm just like walking totally. around, yeah. like I used to have this job uh, working for the downtown parking and it was like taking tickets. And, uh, but eventually I got promoted from taking the tickets inside the booth to just like giving breaks and walking around. And that's when I came up with mm. a bunch of shit. Cause I didn't have my headphones. I wasn't allowed to listen to music. I was just walking around and uh, that's when just shit right. comes up or when I didn't have a car and I was on the bus and I was like, Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Like things like that. I, I, I mm-hmm. miss, I miss those moments. I don't have those moments cause I have a car mm-hmm. now and it's like, I'm listening to something or I'm singing along to something else. Like I still don't have those moments where I'm just quiet. I guess the shower is like the last place. And sometimes melodies come in the shower too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's super important to create that quiet space for your brain. I think definitely. Cause that's where the infinite possibilities come out. Yeah. Because if you're like, okay, today I got to do this. I got to go take a shower and then do my thing and then do whatever. Right. Then it just doesn't leave a lot of your whole mental landscape becomes logistics. And it's like, you're kind of anchored to the. You got to get your head in the clouds. Yeah, okay, I think we're back. Yeah, don't worry. I'll just nice. edit. I'll just edit all that stuff. Nice. Out. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice. but like, yeah. Even like today, woke up eight thirty. Well, I woke up at six, and I was like, I'm not waking up at six today. And then I went back to sleep. And then it was like eight eight thirty. I was like, oh shit, I got I got to set up all the camera shit. Okay, all right. So now <laughs> I got to do that. And then uh, after this, I have like a job interview like at one. So now I'm like, um, wow. but that's, I'm luck. Luckily that's like through zoom. So I'll be fine. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's for uh Seymour Duncan, you know, that pickup company. Yeah. They make wait, guitar what, pickups. What's their deal? Yeah. They just make guitar pickups. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah they, their, their offices are like their warehouse and everything is like five minutes away from my house. So, uh, no way. Yeah. I, I applied for an assembly position. I was like, I'm not. You know, I don't know. Maybe I could put a pedal together. Like, and I went and I checked out their warehouse. I was like, this is sick. But like, I'm realizing that uh, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can do. So I'm, I'm talking to somebody else there about a different position. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I, I like to go into Fingers interviews crossed. with just like, we'll see attitudes. Because every time I'm nervous or I have high expectations, that's when I get let down. Or that's when I'm like, too nervous to talk but i'm just like who cares yeah. i'm just chilling i'm enjoying my life until this world opens That's up again right. and i have to start stressing out again <laughs> exactly there you go exactly are, are you a homebody because i or are you like an uh, extrovert because i i feel like 
the pandemic's affected people in a different way depending on what kind of personality type you are. Uh, would you say you you liked being at home a lot? Were you at home that much? Or, you know, yeah. Hmm. When the pandemic hit, I was in a just some Craigslist apartment and all my Craigslist roommates left. Mm. They still paid rent, which was cool, but I was like completely isolated for about four months or so. Whoa. And yeah, like Joe Fusco, my best friend would come over on Friday nights for game night, which was great. But yeah, for about 16, 17 weeks or so, I counted it by the weeks. It was like, it was pretty, yeah. And first two months I was like, oh, sick. Like I got, I still have my job, which was cool. And cool. I was sick. Like I have all this time for all these creative projects. I got, you know, poetry I want to write, and I got screenplays I want to. I got. I love doing all kinds of stuff. So I was like, let me write a million songs and all this stuff. And after two months, I was like, oh, this is actually bad for my mental health. (laughs) (laughs) How how so? How so? Well, just not. You know, I as much as I love my internal world it's great. Like there's just an infinite amount of possibilities of things that could go on in there. Right. <laughs> it's still so, you know, you're still limited by who, you know, by your own self. Um, and that's why I love meeting people. That's why I love learning people's stories and, and what they've got going on. And, you know, everybody wants to be alone in their life sometimes. Yeah. Um, that's just like a natural thing, but, um, you know, you shouldn't be alone for that long. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're still social creatures, you know, extrovert, introvert, it doesn't matter. It will affect you. Um, so, I mean, yeah, they say, I don't even know what the difference is exactly. I think like introvert, you get your energy from being alone. You Mm -hmm. feel like drained other people, but like, you're never you got to get drained to get in back your energy so like right. you need people no matter what no matter what totally side of the spectrum you're on were you able so, were you able to write songs during the pandemic we're still kind of in it i i, I have been kind of annoyed yeah, when people are like oh in the pandemic i was like we're still in it don't i, I know like it's still it. going on dude it's still <laughs> happening like but like at the beginning like yeah. when, when we really didn't know how you know it feels like there's a life end of the tunnel we might be on the other way yeah. at the end of this but like when there was no light, were you able to write at all? Yeah, it was, a, it was funny because definitely I saw a lot of people be like, how can you write at this time? Like yeah. there's so much going on, whatever. And I luckily the way I work is kind of like, I'll have, I just have, I always have a crazy backlog of ideas right. because I got like a melody or something like that. I'll sing it into my voice memos. And so I'm just constantly trying to catch up with myself in terms of like fleshing those out and making those. And, and sometimes you flush them out and you're like, Oh, this isn't good. Yeah. And you throw it away. And so I luckily just had a crap load, especially because of the way I kind of structure my creative year. The past couple of years I've done this thing where, like for Valentine's Day, I'll put out a call on Instagram and I'll be like, hey, if you have someone or not, even if you have someone, I'll write a song for anybody that you love. Just give mm. me the, their name and the reason you love them. The first year I got like 40 requests. And then like the second year I got like 80 requests. Oh. Yeah. And this past year I got like, I can't remember exactly. 
96 or something. I got like a ton of requests. So I had like written like 80 songs last year for all these people. Mm. And like a handful of them were like really good. Right. Like you could could flesh them out a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. So I had like already an album's worth of material to just like flesh out. So I spent the first couple of months really doing that. And then I had all these other bastard children songs that were like, please develop me. And right, so <laughs> right. I, I just had all this material to develop. So I didn't really even feel like I was being super creative. I mean, I was, but it felt more like I was just finishing up, know, fleshing stuff out. There we go. <laughs> Ooh, got some Lacroix. Oh, yeah. Tangerine. Nice. Oh, but yeah, so, so, so yeah, I it just yeah, it just felt like you had to finish up these songs. So you had a good mm-hmm. starting point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you did you change the lyrics? Uh, yes. Well, the funny okay. thing is, is that the yeah, the funny thing is, is that I realized that all of the third album is actually started out as Valentine's Day songs or birthday songs. Because mm-hmm. once I ran out of Valentine's Day songs, then it was like <laughs> a couple months into the pandemic, I was like, okay, if anybody has a birthday during this time because it sucks to have a birthday during quarantine right. and I'll write you a song so that like another 50 requests for birthday songs and that produced a few more good songs and so yeah it's just great to have these prompts that kind of make you make you do it um, so someone's going to hear this record and be like that's my song 12 people are going to hear this people record are gonna, and be like, that's i think yeah. that's that song yeah. he made for me yeah that's exactly which is which is gonna be really funny. Yeah. <laughs> only one of the only one of the only one of the songs, the last one, I didn't change at all. Really? I literally kept it their name. I kept like Happy Valentine's Day in there, like Yeah. But all, all the other ones, yeah, I, I kinda read or wrote, wrote something else. So that would make the new single that you dropped last night make a lot more sense. I love you. Oh, that one. So, well, I'm talking third album. The second oh, oh, album. Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I know. It's hard to keep track. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. So, we were talking in the future, but also presently, you do have a record. You are preparing yeah. for a record to come out. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's honestly, so yeah, just that's probably the biggest advice I would give to anybody trying to do music is just write a lot all yeah. the time. Too many people. The people I've seen just give up really had it in their heads that like their first EP or their second EP or their third EP or whatever was going to make it or like that was, or like they write a really good song. that's like objectively catchy and amazing and like really hooking and it doesn't get on a Spotify playlist or it doesn't take off. And then that crushes them and they're done. It's like, well, just always think what's next. Like, right. As soon as you got the song out, if it doesn't blow up, you're like, I don't care because I got another one. Right. I don't care because I got another one. Yeah. You know. No, that's so. great advice. I just said that in, a, in another interview the other day of like, that happened to me. I had this song and I was like, this is it. And everyone around me was telling me, this is it, dude. This is the one. This is the one. And I was like, sweet. I'm ready for this ride. And then it didn't happen. Like, granted, the song did well. It's But like. It wasn't yeah. this meteoric meteoric rise to fame and 
every label I right. showed it to liked that song, but didn't like me enough to actually invest the money into me. So it was like this weird, we love this song, but you, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Great for confidence. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. So then, you know, you feel sad for a while, but then after, you know, uh, a month or something, I was just sitting there. I was like, well, back to the fucking drawing. I mean, I need to write something better now. Like what the fuck? So that's, but you can go either way. That shit can kill your confidence or, you know, get back to writing harder more more yeah Yeah. i don't know if i wrote more but like i definitely wrote harder you know (laughs) (laughs) i definitely spent more time on each song you know i definitely sat there and really Mm -hmm. worked out the chords and really worked out the structures and stuff like that uh but yeah i don't know i haven't been writing like a whole lot i feel like lyrics are going to be the last thing for me because i have i have like seven songs done now but like the lyrics are going to be at the very end because i just nothing to really write about you know and i don't feel like writing about the pandemic i feel like that's very lame yeah. i don't know no oh, <laughs> did, so you, lame. So dude, did you hear that mick every... jagger song mick jagger and dave oh my Brown? god yeah exactly it was just ex- it was exactly like what you're not supposed to do <laughs> like, inside and yes it was just like no dude like this is not speaking to us this is making us cringe like this is like i don't want I want to hear about my life. <laughs> he has a line that says, uh, vaccine in my veins. Bill Gates is in my genes or some shit like that. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Are you a conspiracy theorist? Too? <laughs> is it a like, joke? Like, I couldn't tell if it was a joke if he's serious. Yeah. Yeah. That shit. I was dying the other day. I couldn't even, I couldn't take it. I was like, I got to stop. I listened to it like five times. I was like, this is brutal. Do you know that Instagram account, um, Catatonic Youths? No, I'm gonna need to get this. Yeah, they kind of, they kind of like find really cringy music videos or like, and post it on their Instagram. It's called Catatonic Youths. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it's just like. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you know, if you like, if you like kind of cringy i too. love cringe yeah it's very I'm, cringy i'm followed <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking you'll be on this trail until september do we have more singles coming out by then or what's, yes what's the yes, plan yeah. well you know in this era yeah. you can't just drop an album True. people don't consume music like that True. yeah you gotta drop the singles so it's kind of like constructing a playlist for people you're like here's a song and they're like we love it and you're like all right here's a song and you're like we love it and we're like here's a song here's a song here's a song here's a song guess what they're all on an album <laughs> yeah. all your favorite songs on one yeah, place exactly. yeah in one place it, it previously <laughs> called an album but yeah. now it's a play <laughs> yeah. you know so yeah that's what i'm doing yeah it's weird i mean yeah i guess in the olden days you come right. out with like two singles for an album and now it seems like the norm is more like six or seven singles just about half the record yeah 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 which it makes sense you know that's just how we're incentivized to do it because you know like whenever you upload something to spotify they're like all right do you want to pitch a track to our playlist editors and you're like hell yeah and if you do it if you upload the whole album they're like all right pick one and you're like yeah but there's 11 tracks on this album (laughs) And I think they could all be in playlists. Like. Right, right. 
so yeah, so I'm so I dropped two singles already, just one yesterday, which yeah. is super fun. And then next month releasing another. And then sometime like six weeks after that, dropping another. And by that point and you'll then be I'll, then I'll be like five singles in. I think we're doing five singles on this one. And then and then yeah, September third is when the album comes out. So I'm trying to like be in New York for when the album comes out. So are you going to have your so phone? Cool. Are you going to have your phone on you at all? Will you be semi aware of like what's happening, what day it is? Oh my, you know, a single came out today, but I'm on this trail. Like I hope to, yeah. I think you get service like every couple of days. Cool. So I hope to time it so that I can like be on the internet when the singles come out, just cause like, I personally love to just like send them out and be like, yo, I got a new single. Yeah, and totally. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. it's just fun to like, because yeah i mean i'm i am very happy to like not be like totally watching the numbers and everything like that because sometimes right. you know you can just get kind of glued, glued to your spotify for artists and you're like how many people are listening right now three oh no I yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I know. sometimes you get like 35 people listening right now wow and you like you're think like, about it, like 35 different parties and you're like all of them are listening to me right right <laughs> But, but yeah, so I'm kind of happy to not be too much in the numbers this time, but no. How exciting, man. I think, I think it's good. I think it's good for everyone to like log off for a while. I'm not saying everyone should go on this Appalachian trail, but like log off just for a little bit, dude. Just log off for a little bit. See what it's like, you know, practice a new way of living. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm kind of trying to, I feel like I've kind of like, in these little mental uh, patterns of checking my phone and and just all these like little yeah what am I doing today like yeah I don't know like I, I'm a huge lists person and I feel like a lot of my brain is like lists of like things I should be doing things I like need, you know and I kind of want to just like see what it's like to like put everything aside right and just walk right totally <laughs> just like having have a new list based on like feeding myself and making sure that I get as much rest as I can. And just like having that be my paradigm of living rather than like success and getting as many numbers on the songs as possible. And stuff yeah, like that, you totally. know? so yeah, it's going to be fun. I'll see. Maybe I'll hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I love the grind. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm just in love like, with the game. I'm in love. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe I love that's... the rat race, baby. I love to be the yeah. rat chasing the cheese. I like yeah, it. Yeah, but then yeah, and then so then when I come back to the game, I'll have a whole new appreciation for it, and I'll be like, oh, thank God, <laughs> something to do. <laughs> oh my God, I have to check Facebook, then Instagram, then Twitter, then go back to Facebook, then go back to Instagram, just in case something happened and I missed it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Click TikTok, scroll for forty five minutes. You haven't, you don't even realize you've been on the fucking app for an hour, and you're just like, yeah, more, I another, know. another, another. Yeah. My and, girlfriend, uh, uh, when she's bit. on, when she's on TikTok, her Fitbit thinks she's asleep. It starts calculating. <laughs> Might like, as well be. Yeah. So now I'm like, <laughs> I'm a little afraid of that app. After she was like, I don't know. Yeah. It said I was asleep for like an hour. I was like, that's when I was on TikTok. I think, yeah, I think you turn into a fucking zombie when you're on that app. 
Yeah. He yeah. Just like, uh, yeah. 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 Remember that when you were a kid, like TV was like the worst thing you could do. That and like GTA. Yeah. They were like, oh, GTA is make all of you so violent. It's like, oh, well, yeah. maybe it'll be like the gun laws. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, at uh, beginning of quarantine, that's all I did was GTA San Andreas on my Xbox One. Right, right, right. That was I mean, those games were so fun. Yeah, I remember so I wasn't allowed to play anything like that because, yeah, you're shooting people and stuff. And, <laughs> but I'm like, it's a video game. It's literally, <laughs> it made me less violent because as much as I killed right, people, like, I would eventually die too. <laughs> right, right. I've been talking for about an hour and 13. Um, wow. Let's talk a little bit more. I want to know about Lo-Fi, the song Lo-Fi. Did the riff come first yeah. or did the song come first? What came first in that song? Oh, I mean. I love that riff. Yeah, you hear that riff and you're like, absolutely, that riff came first. It was just like, I think it was literally, you know, sometimes I'm just playing. And the, that's, the, that's the best time is like when I'm playing and I'm not thinking. Yeah. And so I was just like, and I was like, oh, boom. That's Found something. One. Found one. Yeah. Just like digging in the mines, and you find a little gem. You're like, "All right, what's the chords? <laughs> you got to figure out what, what chords they put on this one." Oh, cool. and yeah, so yeah, that one. Usually, the chords come first. I'm a chord guy, and I'm just kind of yeah. like strumming around, whatever. But that one, it was just like, "Bam, bam, 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 bam." I was like, "All right, that's it." And then I had to figure out what to do next, and so bam, 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 bam. Right, but. Yeah, and actually, the song actually was not as good when I first wrote it. I first wrote it, and the the chorus brought the whole thing down. Mm. Like that was like the height of it, and the chorus brought everything down. And I was like, "How do I like make this go like even more?" Uh, yeah. And so I was happy when I figured that out. Wait, how'd you figure, was, how'd you figure that out? Well, it was literally during the recording. I was like, "Man, this song just like could." slap if i just like figured out so we recorded it one way and i went home and i was so unhappy with it i was like dang like i was like let me just let me just try and find a weird chord let me just try and make some weird shapes and it was yeah. that it was that it was the i don't even know i don't know what the chords are called <laughs> right right but it was some weird shape and i was like that's it that's it like and it just gave me such a strokes vibe and that's what i was going for anyway for that song so um yeah definitely the riff the riff came first and pretty much all my songs on that album are just like don't be too hard on yourself right <laughs> so that's that that is what the song's about and was the weird chord in lo-fi or which chord is it in the song is it at the end of the it's, at the end of the chorus it's right no no it's the it's what happens let me see i could just like play it I don't have a guitar with me in Oklahoma. <laughs> right now, but... I want to get claimed on YouTube. No, I'm good. <laughs> right. I'm sure, no, I'm sure it'll be fine. Okay, so there's a little reel. There's me. Right. Okay. This chord right here. Oh, yeah. That, I was like, oh, boom. There oh, you go. Sick. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Was bringing, I was bringing it, the whole song's an E, and I think I was taking it to like an F sharp minor, just mm. something nice, classic, like whatever, and I was like, how? But then that that made it go. Hmm. I was like, how do I? Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, I don't know. Sahil Ansari. That's who you collaborate Sahil, with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how'd you meet him? He. So this is a good little internet um, 
uh, breadcrumb trail that we left, but I was obsessed with that band. Good morning. You know, mm. that band. Good morning. No, Bob I interviewed out. their. Oh dude, you would love them. Hell yeah. They're from Australia. They like, they blew up some point. I don't remember when I think yeah. Tyler the creator tweeted about something anyway. And they're just great. Um, I interviewed their manager when he was in New York for rare candy, just as like a random thing. And then he was like, Hey, this band, this band I managed good morning is coming to New York. Do you know a cheap place where they could stay? And I was like, they could stay in my basement. Right. Cause I was in a dorm room. <laughs> and I was like, I could probably get away with that. Yeah. And finally enough did got it, got it, got away with it. But, um, I was like, okay, so there's this like great band staying in my basement for free. How can I like, get something out of them like that's not money like, like, like yeah, let's do yeah. our show let's do video session whatever so sahil was a friend of a friend and he had a roof and a and like a really good recording rig and he worked at vimeo so i was like so i was like he must know some video stuff right. so if you look up i wonder if what it would be if you look up good morning cab deg mm. i think so one of the first video or actually no good morning cab Deg live rare candy rooftop session all right um it's funny because they just ripped this from youtube or from vimeo they even <laughs> say like i don't have rights to this audio <laughs> video that's really funny um i like anyway. when people put that it's like as if you're not going to get in trouble hey i, I said I, I don't have rights yeah that's just an admittance to <laughs> Your fraudulence. Oh my gosh. Wow. This is so funny. I'm looking at the comments now and they're like, this needs to be on iTunes. This is iTunes. way better than studio recording. Of uh, what? It's funny because I thought this was better than the studio recording. Yeah. Wow. Sometimes those live wow. sessions are. There's a bunch of comments on this. Wow. This actually got a bunch of stuff. Anyway, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't looked at this in, in years. Um, anyway, uh, sorry. We made that, or me and Sahil made that video, slash, like, he did the recording of it. We made the, like, I was like, hey, Sahil, there's this band staying in my basement. They're really good. Could we do some kind of, like, live recording setup? And he blew me away. He was like, he set it up. And we should listen to it after we talk, because it is, sounds amazing. Yeah. And I was shooting on a little VHS camcorder, and he was shooting on, like, a good camera. And we made this together, and I was like, wow, this is great. Like and he and Sahil's so good at yeah. what he does. So I started a band like a year later called Holy Ride, and it was me and a few friends from college, and he produced our EP. And honestly, at that point, I was like, "This is not what I want to do. I want to be mm. way more lo-fi." So mm. I made the I made my own EP, and was like, "This is more what I'm going for," and he mixed it but he was like hey next time you record why don't you come to my studio and i think i could help you make it sound good (laughs) (laughs) but still bad yeah yeah Um, and i was like word word, word." and that's the first record that came out last year Mm. and it was we were we were both like all right this works like we found something that does really good and then we recorded another one and yeah we're working on a third one right now wow that's awesome (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like I know it was just like, like such a relief. Yeah, because I think I know what you're talking about. Like that really clean, 
studio your classic studio sound but like trying to meet it with the lo-fi and find that good in between where it sounds good but there's still a little exactly. dirt it's still a little dirty exactly yeah exactly like he knew how to do things the right way right and i knew what i wanted which was crappy yeah sounds totally yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah once we figured out how to work together and both be happy well sweet man okay well we can start wrapping this up uh what's the best way for people to support your band in this moment in this moment i mean always let's see the best way well i was gonna say like buy a bunch of merch on Bandcamp because that's where like i actually get money and stuff but I'm about to be walking for like four or five months. I'm not going to be able to like send people stuff. So I would mm. say like, save your money for September. <laughs> <laughs> Start <laughs> saving like, now. A reminder. Yeah. Put a reminder on your calendar that in September to come to bank camp and buy stuff. So I can, I'll ship them to you in September. Cool. And also I'll have a new record in September. Um, but yeah, I would say the best way, the uh, best way to support, Probably just like follow on Instagram. It's where I'm most active. Cool. Honestly, no, I'll tell you the best way to support. The best way to really support, make a viral TikTok with yeah, music. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a song that just came out called I Love You. And that will do, I think that will do well on TikTok, man. I swear. Like, if it gets the right people, if people uh-huh. are just like, I love you. I love you. I uh-huh. love you. I'm like, that could be a meme, right? That could be something. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Is what would sun- it be, though? I don't know what would it, every time I try to think of an idea for it, it's like just too wholesome and not funny. Well, like that's like, that's it may not be what you think it's going to be, but it might be that that lane of couples doing it. Mm-hmm. And if that mm-hmm. picks up, that's fine, too. Like that, it, you not know, too. but it's not what you think it is. But it may be something where couples are just doing it back to each other because it's a big mm-hmm. I'm on couple TikTok because my girlfriend sends me shit. And then I like right. it because I'm like, oh, that's cute. But then my my own algorithm is like, oh, you like couple stuff? I'm like, all right, yeah, sure. And then now I'm just have all these couples on my account, on my freaking feed. Uh, nice. is, is Sunday's best releasing the next record? Sunday best, yeah. Cool. That's right. All right, then. Uh, well, dude, thank you so much for uh, talking with me. Dude, thank you so much for having me. It's so much fun. Dude, yeah, these are fun. I always like people get nervous sometimes, but I'm just like, it's just talking. It's just oh, yeah. casual. Yeah. I'm getting nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, sweet man. Hopefully, I can see you live once this is all done. And uh, yeah, and I'll talk you to you as soon. well. Yeah, man. Dante Elefante. I'll see you. See you out on the road. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Down a bike. I might be on a bike. <laughs> a bike tour. <laughs> cool. See ya. Peace, man.